is Plaidcast Jr. I'm Piper Clem, publisher of the Plaid Horse magazine. On today's episode, we continue our reading of Showstride's book three, Moving Up and Moving On. I hope you'll come join us a few times a week. And if you like what you hear, all five Showstride's books are currently available on Amazon. You're listening to Showstrides, Moving Up and Moving On, by Piper Clem and Rennie Dybal. Chapter 6 With clients showing in the two rings, a golf cart's ride apart from each other, Ryan really did lean on Lupe's help more than usual. Once Tally was back at the ring with Goose, Ryan delivered an unsettling message to her through Lupe. Tally, you're going to go first in the children's ponies, Lupe told Tally as she went over the course in her mind. Wait, you mean first? Like, I don't even get to watch another pony go? Tally felt her heart starting to thud with nervous energy. Psst, Max said from the ground in an exaggerated whisper. You don't need to watch anyone go. It's single, outside, diagonal, outside. The announcer was pinning the class before hers, and there would be no break to reset the jumps. Tally gazed at the jumps in the ring for a few minutes, thinking about steadying her breathing and riding the same way she did in lessons. Ready, Tal? Ryan asked, suddenly right next to her. I guess, Tally said, as the ring starter nodded at her to go in. It wasn't until they were on their approach to the single that Tally realized the hurry to get in for her trip prevented her from having time to be nervous. They cleared the first jump, a single vertical on the diagonal, before she could give any more thought to going first. Goose popped an easily change well before the corner, and Tally realized that he was relaxed because she was. Not that this was some news flash. That's how animals fed off their rider's energy, but it was exciting to notice it happening in real time. I'm just going to go with this, Tally thought, as they approached the outside line. Instead of her usual mental chatter, Tally focused on keeping her leg on and enjoying a newfound sense of confidence. About four strides out, she felt Goose start to raise his head, his usual move if he was then going to peek at a jump, so Tally closed her leg tighter. He instantly relaxed, dropped his head, and jumped the vertical without looking down or swapping. Huh, Tally thought, barely able to contain her smile. Could it really be this easy? Goose made a nice effort over the oxer out of the line. Tally pulled her shoulders back and put her leg on as they passed the in-gate. It was like the pony was in the zone as much as she was. Tally steered G to the diagonal line, closing her fingers on the reins when he got a little strong, backing it up with her legs so he wouldn't break to the trot. He came back to her, jumping in quietly. Tally opened his stride just a bit to the oxer in order to get the correct number of strides. It almost felt invisible. Landing off the diagonal, G leaned to the inside and Tally felt her mental chatter starting up again. But when she shifted her weight to the outside and redirected G off his forehand, he got a nice, clean change. They cantered the outside line, coming home like they'd both been showing in big indoors their whole lives. After they landed off the final jump, Ryan whistled at the in-gate and Mac cheered loudly. That was a brilliant ride, Ryan said when Tally came out. I should throw you in first more often. I honestly think that it helped, Tally said as she caught her breath. It was just fun and I stopped thinking so hard. Good, 
Now go do that again, Ryan said, giving G a big pat and feeding him a peppermint. Tally had one more trip for the day in her division, and it was similar to the first. It was like she'd unlocked some sort of riding secret to feeling more and thinking less. Replicating it at future shows, or even in the rest of her division tomorrow, would be another matter, of course. But for now, she basked in the glow of a horse show where everything just clicked. Ryan rushed back to the covered ring to help Jacob in his jumper division next. When Lupe offered to take G back to his stall, Tally gratefully accepted. She hated not getting to cool the pony out herself, but she wanted to support her new barn friend, particularly in light of what she'd heard about him being bullied at school. You want to come watch Jacob with me, Mac? I wish I could, but I have to go get ready. I may run out of time going back and forth between the rings, you know? No problem, Tally said, and turned to leave, but her friend held a hand up. What? Tally asked. Hang on a second, whispered Mac, her head cocked to the side like she was listening to something. Then she shook her head in disgust. You know, sometimes I really don't like horse show people. What do you mean? Those girls over there were talking about you, how you've got your hair up and tall boots on a small pony, Max said, rolling her eyes. Is that bad? Tally's excitement over their two great trips quickly blended with self-consciousness. Of course not. It's usually older, more experienced riders who are on green ponies like this bringing them along. You're fine. Ignore them. For all the quiet in Tally's mind while she was in the ring, her head was now flooded with thoughts about which girls were talking about her. Should she be in paddock boots like the other pony riders? Hey, Mac interjected, smiling. You know they wouldn't be saying anything if you didn't ride so well, right? Those trips are going to be tough to beat Tally. You're the one making up this pony. That is nothing but jealousy right there. Mac left for the barn while Tally started the long walk to the covered ring. As her boots squished in the muddy ground, Tally was surprised to find herself smiling. Mac was right. Those girls were talking about her because she'd ridden so well. Tally decided she wasn't going to care that much about what people might say about her. Let them talk. Hello, this is Dana from Loracea. I'm coming to you today from Italy. It's almost time for the indoor show season to start and we hope to see you out there. Tamara Macris, our creative director, will be at Capital Challenge and also Washington International. And it's a great time to see our newest colors and products in person. Maybe even get a jump on your holiday shopping because as indoors ends, the holiday season begins. You can shop our collection online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at lauracea.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-C-E-A dot com. But we also hope to see you this season indoors. I am a school horse, and it's my job to teach people how to ride. Eddie takes great pride in giving riding lessons, but when he moves to a new barn that's full of show horses, he begins to doubt himself and his place in the world, all while his rider is doing the same. A story of self-acceptance and friendship for all ages Good Boy Eddie captures the special bonds we form with animals and what we learn about ourselves along the way. You can find Good Boy Eddie at thepladhorse.com, as well as on Amazon in paperback, for Kindle, and for Audible. 
To learn more about anything we've discussed on today's show, visit thepladhorse.com. You can find show notes at thepladhorse.com slash listen. Follow The Plaid Horse on all the social medias. You can subscribe to the print edition of The Plaid Horse magazine at thepladhorse.com slash subscribe. Please rate and review the podcast anywhere you listen to it. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. I will see you at the ring. Thank you.